the Evil G Podcast. It is not hot anymore. Thank fuck. <laughs> Christ almighty. Yeah, all week we've been suffering through the hottest weather ever. Like, actually, no one, no one's ever written down temperatures higher than there were in, in Derry. Um, yeah, wasn't the record broke like three times? Like day after day after day. Yeah. Um I think it topped out what twenty eight, twenty nine degrees. Which you know, probably won't seem like that much to uh some people, but when you're a pasty Irish guys, that's <laughs> it's, it's not good. It's just just not pasty, great description word for us. Thank you I've, very much. I've never been so happy to see clouds. Yeah, <laughs> I, I actually see took a run on the motorbike today, just sitting going, oh my god, this is so nice, I'm not melting on my bike. Yeah. That was nice. So, anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to, you know, you have to start with a bit of banter, like it's kind of just going Yeah, but can you imagine if you're like news. one of our... <laughs> If you're if you're like one of our American listeners and you live in like say SoCal and you say twenty nine degrees, they're like, Oh, it's pretty cold over there then Probably I. Uh, they're like, Hey, the entire state's on fire and it's hotter than my body temperature. <laughs> yep. That's right, they're they're having mad shit over there as well. I will just do a full is weather it, podcast, we'll do is that. Is it still mad shit? Because like it's every year now? It happens. Ah, but like, didn't they have like a? Wasn't it like last week they had like a fire tornado? Is that not normal? I don't know. I don't think that's <laughs> normal. That looks like an act of God. It's like uh, fire tornadoes. What the hell? <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, Climate change is real. Right. Um, ah shit! See, before we get started, uh, you might need to pause. Right, go. My delivery. I can see the van here. I will not be long. Go go get the van. Alright, I'll go get the van, man. Be right back. What was the last thing we were chatting? I think we were just chatting weather anyway. Yeah, Fire I tornadoes. Think... Fire tornadoes. And we're back. Because... Uh, the package yeah. collected. All good. Yeah, <laughs> you're keeping that in. Why not? <laughs> Okay. Yeah, we do have lives. We have lives. What's the harm? It happens. Um, We've shit to do. Anyway. So as we were mentioning California, that here we go. First segue of the podcast. Um, We can. Actually, that's crazy. That that yeah, this this whole thing's fucking nuts. Um. So, state of California's uh, Department of Fair Employment and Housing have filed a lawsuit against Blizzard, um, who we will know make World of Warcraft, Diablo, Overwatch, um, all sorts of games. They're they're big, big team. Mm. Um, and what this uh, lawsuit is over the treatment of um, the, the harassment and discrimination uh, against women in, in the workplace, saying that the, uh, the place is like working in... Uh, Working in a, a college fraternity, frat boy, bro culture, you know, fucking lads. Mm. Um, that's that sort of mentality. Um, 
and some of the, the things that uh, that they're coming out with because uh-huh. um, the that department did like a I guess it's kind of like an audit or an investigation to say like how your practices and that are uh, when it comes to you know the, the sort of stuff equality and equity um, in the workplace um, uh, so they're reporting things like um, it's uh, so almost universally confirmed that working for Blizzard was akin to working in a frat house, which invariably involved male uh, employees drinking and subjecting female employees to, to sexual harassment with no repercussion. Um, talking about something called cube crawls, where male employees would proudly come in to work hungover. Uh, so many male employees would play video games during work, engage in banter about their sexual encounters, talk openly about female bodies and make numerous jokes about rape. Um, women were subjected to numerous sexual comments, advances, groping and unwanted physical touching, uh, other forms of harassment. Uh, it goes on and on. Certain people are named. Um, uh, said that taking this stuff, to, this stuff was made aware to their, their HR department. And Alan Brack, the, uh, the current... Uh, guy in charge of Blizzard, uh, nothing happens. Uh, they're usually, you know, told to just pipe down, leave it be. Um, mm. And you're you're talking big, big fucking names like the. Um, uh, not that I, I'm too um, familiar with, but uh, we have a well, an unnamed Blizzard CTOS chief technical officer, the guy in charge. All your sort of tech stuff, like what computers you use, like servers, all that stuff, uh, observed by employees groping and inebriated female employees at company events such as BlizzCon and things like that. Uh, a guy called Alex Frasibi, maybe a, a senior creative director for World of Warcraft, the guy in charge um, of World of Warcraft, um, was permitted to gauge in blatant sexual harassment with little to no repercussions. Because he's in charge of the big thing that makes all the money. Um, during BlizzCon, he was alleged to hit on female employees, tell them he wanted to marry them, and attempting to kiss them and putting them, his arms around them. Um, just in in front of everybody. Uh, so, aye. So, aye, that's pretty damning stuff. Um, yeah. Sounds like a real shitty place to work if you're a woman. Um, hi. And now they uh, they have come out with a statement after that, Blizzard being them. Um, so specifically, this was um, the the corporate side. So it was uh, a woman called Fran Townsend. She is the chief compliance officer. Um, now, that to me probably sounds like she was responsible for this whole investigation going off without a hitch, and that has obviously gone uh, not too well, not too well for her. Um, so she, they, they come out with this whole statement basically saying, a bunch of this is false or happened 10 years ago, just basically trying to, you know... Um, Sweep it onto do- the car, but... I, I don't play the whole thing. Um, but then the reaction to that um, has been... Not great, not great for them either. So the first no. thing we we've had is the uh, 
guy who used to be in charge, um, Mike Morham, uh, he stepped down in 2018 to create a, a new studio. Um, he made a statement uh, saying he is ashamed um, and he feels like he's basically failed everyone who, who was uh, a victim of, of these harassments. And seeing as, yeah, you were, you were probably there while this was going on, because apparently this has been going on longer than Activision bought them. Uh, so mm. he, he's a, a co-founder. So yeah, you did fail. You t- you're right. Yeah. But at least he came out and fucking admitted it. Unlike, you know, the yeah. corporate side of Activision, where they're like, no, fuck off, it's all right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, at least he's putting his hands up going, yeah, I ballsed up and it's my fault. Um, and then we also have uh, a lot of Blizzard employees coming out. Obviously, staying uh, anonymous via social media and that mm. or, or whatever. Um, like a, a lot of quotes for, from from people. Um, well, your guy Bracht ha, has has sent out a a thing. Uh, he sent an email that um, Jason Trier from uh, Bloomberg, who you know, well known games journalist, um, mm. has got this statement from him where he saying he disdains bro culture, spent his career trying to fight it. He feels angry, sad, uh, host of all our emotions, but uh, also be grateful to work alongside a set of leaders, thousand employees who join me in their commitment to uh, continuous improvement. Again, you're not really saying much uh this is i think this is stuff yeah this is stuff he sent out to to the uh employees um and it said that they'd be meeting with many of the the blizzard employees to answer questions discuss how to move forward um and uh so basically you've got um other developers coming out and and being like uh downplaying the statement yeah you woman fran townsend sent out why to say that that this is this is not right um so here's a few quotes here normally i w- uh, would say my tweets don't re- represent the views of my employer one member of staff said uh today i can definitely say my employer statement do not represent my views feelings or core values uh, more quotes from employees like many of you our team's been going through a mix of outrage sorrow and hurt uh, been listening to one and all, looking after our friends, finding a way to support and care for each other. Now we've got to roll up our seasons, fix this shit as a company, as an industry. Yeah, you do. Um, I'm not talking about platitudes and corporate bullshit statements. I'm talking about friends, colleagues, working together to put evil uh, out by its roots. This is important to us and important to you, but uh, right now, i uh, got to get back to my friends. Um, yeah. Um few more here someone on the overwatch team change got to come from the top grassroots rallying nice words can't fit systemic toxicity um and and that's uh that's the the key to this that there's there's loads um of of quotes there um Eurogamer has a, a good article up about it where you can sort of mm. read those at your own leisure see in my opinion if this is all obviously coming from the top so the first big change has to be anyone that's been, you know, named and has been fucking seen doing this shit, they gotta go. I mean, you you gotta get rid of the fucking shit flowing down <laughs> from the top. Yeah, uh, I mean, the kind of trust. I that, wouldn't be surprised though if some of these people are trying to hold on to their jobs. So. Yeah, like like current president, your man Brack, 
that I've been talking about. Mm. So if he had any sort of like, he's saying we we need to get into this and fix it. It's like, yeah, of course you're saying that now. You would say that now. Why wouldn't you say that now? Um, mm. But like, are you the right person to fix it? Because like it's been going on all this time. You're named in the thing as people bringing these problems to you and you did nothing at the time when your employees were bringing them. Uh. If you had any decency, you would resign. Um, yep. But <laughs> like, we'll see. Um, and the, the, the statement they, they came out with, like, just, like, it's real. Like, if you read it, that's it's up there in the original article um, on Eurogamer where they reported it. The, the full statement they made is really, really, uh, it's, they're really going after the sort of, oh, this, this isn't true. Um, going after the, uh, the Department of Fair Employment and Housing, saying that they, they, they're misrepresenting things. They're taking things out of context. Um, I don't know how much context you can give to a woman sitting there working away, minding her own business, and then having a fellow coming up and saying nice tits. Uh, like how? <laughs> what? What? Fucking what? Con- <laughs> I, it, what part of that conversation did we not see? And obviously, that part you know was very, very important. Yeah. Um, Jesus Christ, guys. But I, um, you, you hope, like, is this going to be an hour Ubisoft? Because you remember last year, was that last year? Oh, All the Ubisoft stuff happened, that. and uh, they they did a <laughs> they did like one statement saying sorry, we'll do better, and then just moved on like nothing happened. Uh, I think one yeah. one guy resigned, maybe. Um, but there you well, go. Well, I didn't even know there was a resignation. Uh, I, I'm not. I don't quote me on that. Um, it's foggy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> And just the, the other thing on this as well, uh, the, the, just the last thing that's that's I know of for now is the players, World of Warcraft. Um, so mm. something, something weird's been happening. Well, not weird. Makes sense. Uh, something's been happening in the world of MMOs in general where uh, World of Warcraft are, is already hemorrhaging players and they're all jumping ship to Final Fantasy fourteen. Final Fantasy XIV ran out of digital copies. And you're probably wondering, how the fuck do you run out? (laughs) So I'm guessing it's something to do with server capacities. And they go, ah, we can't, Ah. we're having enough room for people, so we need to sort of stop a wee bit. Uh, But, so, World of Warcraft players have been staging sit-in protests um, during this as well, like going to a public place and everyone just sort of uh doing uh, a protest uh for to get basically for blizzard to do something about this and also to get a npc removed that's based on that creative director guy whose name i couldn't pronounce mm. that i mentioned earlier <laughs> um and they also managed to raise eight grand for charity uh, black girls code which is a charity aimed at introducing um, young black woman to programming and, and shit like that to you know get more wow. diversity in in the the business, which is great. No, but hmm. I will say if you want to make Activision really notice, you'll go to Final Fantasy fourteen as well <laughs> and stop playing aye, aye. their game because that that is the uh, that's the thing where they'll set up and go out oh, right now. We need to do something. Um, 
they're not going to do it out of common decency that's for sure um because if you're logging in to do your stuff if you're logging in to do your reset in you're still logging into their servers and they don't give a shit what you're doing as long as you're logged in yeah whereas you're, if you aren't logging in then they start to panic yeah you're you're still paying your well actually i don't i don't know what the uh what the current model is for world of warcraft is it still a monthly fee i think I so uh your woman, uh, Fran Townsend, is is fucked because um, she's in charge of compliance. Um, and we've both worked in an office. You know how the compliance stuff is. Uh, like mm-hmm. I do some of this stuff in my normal job. Is you need to make sure that your your office, your company's, uh, you know, adhering to all these rules and, and proving it. Um, and some of that is diversity and equality, and and, and rightly mm-hmm. so. Uh, some people can look at that as the job is to just cover up the stuff that you are breaking or just make make, him, make the thing look good. I don't do that, I will say. <laughs> um, hmm. I, I would never lie to cover up stuff, especially stuff like, you know, inequalities like this. I just, just wouldn't be at it, wouldn't sit right with me, and I wouldn't try it. But um, I think that's... <laughs> <laughs> this woman sort of really fucked this up. Um, All big time. But I, I'm guessing they they went in and uh, you know interviewed employees and stuff. Uh, so you you have little control if they're doing one on one interviews. Uh, you have little control over what they're going to say. But like you must have known this stuff was happening as well. I said they it had been raised to HR and is seemingly ignored. And then she goes and releases that fuck off statement where she basically told everyone to fuck mm-hmm. off, um, which has wound up your own employees on top of everything else. So I, who knows what's going to happen or where this is going to go. What gets me, with all this sexual harassment happening to the, the women that were working for, with these different uh, or, uh, sides of Blizzard, it's a mm-hmm. woman that's went ahead and give out this fuck off statement. Yeah, like, but she, she's has just... Has she been like the one immune person? Or is she sort of like doing this to try and keep her job? Well, I'll tell you who she used to work for. The Bush oh, administration. Oh. <laughs> oh, fuck. Well, she, she I thought was, you were going to say Randy Pitchford for a second. She was the assistant for Homeland Security and Counterterrorism um, for George Jesus W. Christ. Bush from 2004 to 2008. So, I Maybe that... Aye. that okay. Maybe that'll... Uh, Clear that question up for you, Eva. Aye, <laughs> uh, it's not. I, I, like, I, I hope it doesn't just go away like the Ubisoft stuff goes, because like, no, they, they like you'll you see seen at E three and all, none, none of that mentioned. Ubisoft just fucking act like it never happened. Um, Fly it on like nothing ever happened. So I, it's a bit of a fucking downer story to. I mean, you're supposed on. to think of the world of video games as a as a, like a, an escape from how shitty reality can be sometimes. And then there's the people who are making these games are all almost living in their own hell, putting out their own, putting out the biggest yeah, games out there. Between this, and it's sexual, a kind of shitty thing to think about. Between sexual harassment stuff, you got crunch. You got it. It seems uh, uh, you know these people have to be passionate about games to even think about going into this industry because like. Like, it's, say if you're a programmer, you mm. can make way more money um, 
have less bullshit, no crunch, more time off, just better in every way by going and like developing antivirus software, or some shit like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, you, you you know that their their passions on that, and it's it's a shame that the uh, the in, the industry as a whole can't sort of mirror that passion and like the business side of it has to get in there and the fucking office politics thing like at the end of the day these are still offices that have the same old shit that every other office has um i it's sad so let's move on to something happier but actually yeah now do you have a point go for it i was just gonna say it would all it would almost make you want to stick to being an indie developer wouldn't it Aye, now that that aye, working that, for that, yourself. That's, that's the other side of it. Uh, obviously, there's a massive risk with that. But if you look at Super Giant Games. God, those guys fucking yeah. see if it comes out that they're all bunch of scumbags. I would be very Aww. upset. But but yeah, I, I mean, it'd be like learning the guys that made Streets of Rage Four are all like sadists and psychopaths. I'd be like, no, not the Streets of Rage Four guys. Aye. <laughs> But yeah, I guess I guess you're right. That that is the other option, isn't it? Go indie. Mm. Go indie. Do it um, yourself. Don't work for the big boys. Speaking of indie developers, small indie developer Amazon <laughs> released mm. <laughs> <laughs> released their um, or finally released what or what fucking was it? Was it a beta or is it a full release? I don't know. Early gameplay. I thing. think it's still beta. Uh, New World MMO. Uh, and people have been waiting for this for a long time. I don't trust it because it's Amazon already. But um, <laughs> another reason not to trust it is it's been bricking 3090s. And what the fuck? <laughs> now, if you don't know what a fucking 3090 is, um, so I'm assuming you know what a graphics card is. Um, a GeForce course, RTX yeah. 3090 is a graphics card which runs your graphics in your computer. And basically, this is the fucking Lamborghini of graphics cards. It is yep. the, the big one. Um, the starting price for one of these is £1,400. I can build, I can build the whole fucking PC for that. And then Amazon comes around right. and starts fucking breaking them with their fucking shitty game. Um, That's what I have to laugh about this. You'd be like, if it wasn't just straight up breaking them, if the game was like struggling to run, you'd be like, holy shit, how good is this game supposed to look? But it's the fact that it's just straight up breaking them. Yeah, I, th- I think it was something to do what with... What the fuck is it actually doing? I think it's something to do with the frame rate not having a cap and just going fucking nuts. All oh, right. <laughs> so what they've done is oh, released a patch to cap the frame rate to sixty, um, which doesn't help you if you if you're sitting there with a burnt out graphics card already. So <laughs> what are they doing for people that they've bricked? Have they um, said? I think there's refunds available. Um, <laughs> And then they're like, wait, we have seen no widespread issues with 3090s in our beta or alpha test. And it's like, that doesn't help the people that are sitting with them broken now, does it? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, I, oh, you'd be fucking raging. It's like, welcome to games, Amazon. You want it in, you got it. Here you go. <laughs> First fucking game out of the bat and they've done some big stupid thing already. 
Oh, man. Right, like, this is like something you would see. Especially when you say the hype behind it. People have been waiting for this and then I don't get, they finally I don't, get it. I honestly don't get it. Um, I haven't looked a well, lot. What is it? Yeah, it is like an MMO where you go to this new fucking island and you're... Is your, are you colonizing? Are you like fucking... Is it like a colonial thing where you're taking... Uh, that doesn't seem like a good look, but... Yeah, I don't know enough about it. It's got magic and pointy weapons. Um, it just looks like an MMO. And I think you maybe look like a Spanish conquistador. Maybe. I don't know. Okay. Um, right. So, on to some good stuff then. Which is actually coming out of EA for a change. So, they uh, mm. last week had their EA Play... Uh, which is what they do instead of E3 these days. Um, just do it themselves. Um, and we got a couple of uh, new announcements. Um, so we know that they bought Codemasters, the uh, very old uh, English developer that does all the racing games. Um, and they announced a new Grid game called Grid Legends, which looks to have some sort of story mode. <laughs> With live action right. cutscenes. Okay. Um, which is interesting. That is very Codemasters, though. Yeah? Oh, yeah, that, that's proper old school Codemasters PS1 shit there. Oh, the, the live action live stuff? Live action cutscenes. Um, no. Command and Conquer as well, that's EA. Oh, yeah, yeah, good point. But uh, I wonder how straight this is going to play it, though. It's not going to be as... Um, you know, crazy. They're like, you're not gonna have Ric Flair there shouting at you, dressed, dressed <laughs> as a military guy. Amazing. Um, oh, that's not right. Like EA is Need for Speed, and and they've done, um, you know, FMV cutscenes as well. Uh, mm. is, was that Moose Wanted? Razor Callahan. Yes. Yeah. Um, that's right. And then they that recent one that had really bad live action cutscenes. Um, so there's a they by Codemasters, like, right, make us a good racing game, you're putting live-action cutscenes in it, because <laughs> that's what we do. Because it's cheap. Is it? Well, yeah, uh, it's like, you hire some hammy actors, I think they're going here's for, a script. Uh, I think they're going for actual actors, though. I don't know. I remember in that is it Need for Speed Heat? They used that guy that was... I call him the Tom Hardy lookalike. He was in that movie Upgrade. I have not seen that. Um, the, the guy's a spitting double of Tom Hardy, and I think they used him in that Need for Speed. Right. Because right. he looks like Tom Hardy. Right. Well, if it's done well, it could be... I reckon it'd be cheaper. I, I, Grid is that kind of racing game I like. It's sort of, you know, firmly in the uh, the Forza, sort of halfway between arcade and sim. Ah, you know, I like that. Not you don't go full fucking sim mad shit because no, that, no, no, that no. bores me. But if you you know get a nice balance of arcade and sim, you've got a good aye, racing aye. game. Aye, for, I think Forza is the, the 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 they they have just nailed it for so fucking long. Um and. Mm. 
that's that's what I like. And uh, I think Grid falls into that kind of, you know, it doesn't take itself too seriously. I remember previous ones let you let you rewind, which is, that that is vital for a race, racing game. Because if I do, like in, in one of these sim games, you'd be doing like a 20 lap race, lap 19, last corner, guaranteed, I'm coming off. I'm fucking coming off. I'm crashing that fucking car in the last corner. Yep. If I'm and I'll be in the lead, and then everyone will overtake me. So uh, and then you have to do the race over again. Um, we made a big deal uh, about this game, Lost in Random, which has got a real fucking nightmare before Christmas stop motion look to it. Uh, looks pretty cool. Hmm. Uh, you play as even. And you're trying to rescue your sister, Odd, from some sort of queen. Um, it looks very adventury. You have a little dice friend, um, and you're solving puzzles with your dice friend and fighting things. Yeah. Looks like it could be... Yeah. Could be cool. Um... You got to see that twice, because they showed it on the pre-show, and then showed it again during the show. It's like... Why? Um, they talked about Knockout City, which is their dodgeball thing, which I've never played. I don't know. Does 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 that? Is it out? It, yeah, yeah, that's been out ages. That's their, it's All going right. into season two. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't even know. I remember hearing about that, but I didn't even know it had come out yet. Well, apparently, it's a thing. Um, uh, well, oh, okay. as in, it did well enough to get to season two. Um. It's probably doing better than that game I can't remember the name of where you drive about and crash into. The, I can't remember the name of it. What do you call that again? The destruction. Crash indie. Destruction. Oh, Derby destruction all stars. Destruction all stars. Why can't I remember that? It probably is doing better than that. Um, but this is dodgeball. Uh, right. Sure. And then uh, they talked about the Apex Legends. New dude. He looks. Like uh, Kong Lao from Mortal Kombat. Um, and then they, the probably the biggest two announcements, uh, which was Battlefield 2042 is getting a mode called Portal, which is nothing to do with Portal, but it is... It's, uh, so it's not a level editor, but it seems to me it's like a, a thing where you can build your own modes. Multiplayer mode. I think so. Um, and you can create custom rules, and but way more in-depth than there's ever been before. So, for example, well, one of the things they showed was um, a squad of four 1942, 2042 soldiers all kitted out in the super high-tech gear taking on a fucking shit ton of World War II soldiers. Um... <laughs> Which could be interesting. Wasn't there, like, uh, didn't they show a one where it was, like, one tank versus, like, 50 robot drones? I think it was something, there was something <laughs> like that as well. Yeah, you can do nuts stuff like that. Um, and so that this encompasses, obviously, uh, 2042, 1942, uh, Battlefield 3, and Bad Company 2. Um, which, the sorry, boys. The will have everyone very excited. Yeah. And I'm afraid to say this is probably as close as you're going to get to Bad Company Three. <laughs> that you know what? That's fair enough by me. 
I am happy that they're because the thing if you're bringing in the bad company to stuff, yeah. To me, that is them turning around, going right. We we know you've been screaming about this. Here is the crazy ass destruction engine of bad company, because there was nothing quite like bad company when like literally you could bring down. I know you could do it in sort of Battlefield Four when they had the evolution, but in bad company, like when a match started, say you're in like a city or something like that. See, by the yeah. time the match was done. There wasn't a fucking building left, man. Yeah, yeah. Everything was flattened, and it was so cool when that was being done. So I reckon that could be the sort of nod to it, because between sort of recent Battlefield games and Bad Company, they were both set in the modern day anyway, so you're not going to have much of a setting change. Yeah. So I reckon it'll be right to, to do with the destruction side of stuff. Aye, they did show a big fuck-off tower thing falling over. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, it's like a big antenna. But I do love this idea of fucking World War Two guys <laughs> just going up against the most modern shit. Yeah, I think that's class. I wonder how much an advantage. Like, how far would you get? Like, say it was four versus twenty, and it's all real players, not bots. Could uh-huh. you? Could you though? Because like sniper rifles, you'd have to do no sniper rifles because. They haven't changed a hell of a lot in the last hundred years. Not really. No. You know, it's like stick. I don't care how much to, armor you have. <laughs> stick a telescope on the top of a gun and shoot it. Like it's. Aye. Um. But yeah, this this is. I want four Spitfires against one Harrier jump jet. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I got me for them. You could probably do that. Man, the jump jet would fucking annihilate them. Ah, but there's four Spitfires, man, and you can only shoot I, at one plane at a time. But but they've got lock-on targeting systems. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> and a Spitfire's made of like, fucking tissue paper and wood. <laughs> <laughs> but, but imagine, uh, oh, choppers would fuck up old-school planes. That'd be fucking hilarious. Uh, like, that uh, you would need about 20 old planes. Jeez, Cat would be in his element there. Just put him in one chopper and a fire a bunch of planes at him. <laughs> oh, that, he, you could probably create your own horde mode. Imagine that instead of vehicle, instead of people be vehicle horde. Except the horde is also controlled by actual players. That, that true. It probably doesn't have that, but you can do this with bots as well. But um, Oh, uh, this is definitely something that, that's that's interesting. Um, obviously, they've learned lessons from five, where they're like, "We need something that's going to give this more legs." Um, mm. So obviously, Battlefield Four and back always had the the custom servers and stuff, and you didn't really get that in five. Um, you, know, you didn't servers. get it at all. I think they added something, but it was tucked away, or you had to pay someone. Someone, I, I don't know. Oh, but, all right. I think they they were sort of our big thing for this is our uh, firestorm was it the uh, battle royale mode yes. which no one liked, um, but this it's nothing like this. Well, right, what's the closest thing to this? Halo Forge. I I don't know. Oh the, yeah, good, um, but yeah, at least this is where you're not copying the 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 big thing that's going on on there. You're like trying something new here, so. Hats off to them for that, for, for doing the, the new It thing. has me genuinely interested, because I have to admit, before, before I was like, oh, new Battlefield, we yeah. bit in the future, uh, okay. But now I'm like, fuck, this could be actually really cool. Yeah. 
as long as it doesn't, you don't get the point where it's like, there's that many different game modes that people have created that you can't find a full server because everyone's all split up all over the fucking place. I reckon what EA will probably do, or DICE, whoever's going to be modern on this, mm. they, they will take a look at the most popular modes that people are playing and they might have a playlist. Yeah, I would be totally for that. I, I'd be totally out for if you get, what is this, 128 players? This mm. one? Um, or whatever. You have a full server of players and it just throws fucking random shit out of this mode to, at you. You just play I, through. Imagine every mode you play is completely different. That'd be fucking class. Uh, but it's always the way of these things. Certain things will fall by the wayside and then certain modes will, you know... Some people just want to play fucking yeah. Conquest, but don't. That's boring. <laughs> if you want to play Conquest, yeah, go play I want to try mad shit. Let's try new shit. Um, and then the last big announcement, which they did a terrible, terrible job of uh, keeping this a secret, um, <laughs> was a Dead Space remake has been announced um, from EA Motive, who are the guys that did Star Wars Squadrons. Um, because, ah, uh, oh, shit, I forgot the name of the studio that originally did it. What did you call uh, the name? Uh, uh, vi- vi- v- Vicarious? Or, uh, anyway, EA killed them. <laughs> they yes, got to make Dead Space, did. Dead Space 2, and then Dead Space 3 was shite, and they're like, I think fuck. I don't even think they made Dead Space 3. But anyway, um... So, yeah, Dead Space. There you go. I was reading an interview with the, the guys behind it, and they were saying that uh, their plan is this will be bigger than the original Dead Space because there was a lot of assets, due to technical constraints and things at the time, that couldn't be used. Yeah. So they're going to actually be able to use a lot more of what the original idea behind Dead Space was. So... This could be really fucking good because I absolutely adore Dead Space One and Two. And when this was announced, because I actually, I know you were saying it was the worst kept secret ever. I didn't actually know this was the thing, so this was actually a genuinely nice surprise for me. I was like, "Oh, oh really? shit, Dead Space! Yay!" Cool. Um, it was Visceral Games who were Visceral. Used to, I knew used it was to be, a V. Used to be EA Redwood Shores, and then they changed their name to Visceral when they were making this. Um, and then they got shit canned. Mm. Pervis. Uh, yeah, no, it's really just a teaser trailer so far, so not much else to to think. Yeah, it'll be a probably a very, uh, very good looking uh, Dead Space, and as you said, technical limitations. Dead Space first came out on the Xbox 360, so um, yeah. Well, speaking of limitations, we know it's not coming out on PS4 or Xbox One. They've literally said, nope, this will be for PS5 and Xbox X and PC only. So I'm sorry, PS4 and previous gen people, you will not be able to play the new Dead Space. Which, yeah, you can support that shit forever. I mean, come on. Yeah, it's it's this will be like one of the first big things that, um, obviously for PlayStation, you got Demon Souls and things, but... It's about time we actually got to see games that were only for your new software, because I want to see how good this new software can actually look when it's being pushed to its limit. Yeah. But it's like, there's probably a, a reason, you know, with all the shortages and stuff, why maybe 
you know, PS4 is getting that longer true, tail. True. But, um, right then. That's that. So on to wrestling. Mm. Did you call this a thing? I can't remember. Uh, Did you give this a name? Uh, I mean, I mean, I think we were gonna. Do we have we've we've had different names for it? Because last time we were gonna call it "It's Bangkok, Baby." <laughs> 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 right. All right. All right. Let's uh, first uh, talk about um, Dynamite, which was Fighter Fire Fighter Fast Night Two, and then we we have, we've got something else we we really need to talk about because shit shit's kicking off again. Um, so. Uh, I'm I I got a confession to make as well. I may okay may have been drunk when I watched this. So <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I watched it. Hey, live. Oh, what? <laughs> I watched it. Oh, jeez, right, okay. And I was like, you know, I was over the Eugene having a few yeah. drinks, and then went home and watched this, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> I've, I've done that before. You woke up, you went, what happened again? I better Pro- watch it. <laughs> probably should have watched it again, but there you go. Right, so the f- opener match is our first uh, of the labors of Jericho um, that MGF has challenged ah, Jericho yes, to go right. through. Uh, we have versus Sean Spears, where Spears can use a chair and Jericho can't. Um, mm-hmm. This this was This was good. Good this match. was good, and it was even really, really helped because MJF was on commentary. Yeah, yeah. And one line he said nearly fucking killed me. And what was that? At the start of the match, he literally says, just to let you know, folks, this is the labors of Jericho, not Chris Jericho, in labor, which you would be thinking he is if you look at him these days. <laughs> and you're like, Jesus, MJF. Fucking body shaming him. That's You bastard. <laughs> The man's near 50. Pure heel deck move. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, during this match, um, so it's like, obviously the story is Sean Spears has the chair. He's willing to use the chair. Jericho can't use the chair. Um, referee takes it off him at some point as well. Um, Spears works in Jericho's arm. Um, and eventually, you know, the, the finish is... The uh, the Judas effect, which no one kicks out of that. Um, Tolly Blanchard gets up to shenanigans, which Sammy Guevara comes out to get Tolly Blanchard out, out of there. Um, and then MJF announces that no more of that. Inner Circle can't interfere anymore, no matter what's happening. Um, and then he announces, what, what will we do next week for the, uh, the second labor of Jericho? And it's going to be a no DQ match. And he says, he starts saying who it's going to be against and says this man is, you know, crazy, blah, blah, blah. He robbed a bank. And then you just hear the air go out of the crowd when he says robbed a bank. Um, mm. And it's it's Nick Gage, who, yes, legitimately <laughs> did time for robbing a bank. Um mm. This guy is, if you don't know, he's he's legendary in the uh, deathmatch wrestling scene. The guy died once due to That's wrestling right, for eight minutes. Yeah, he um, I he got caught in a light tube, really bad cut on the inside of his 
tricep, which can you can bleed out really fast. Uh, he died on a helicopter to the airport, but just before that, he wanted to go get back in the ring. Uh, mm. Not bar, hey. Um, yeah, so that's going to be interesting. Yeah. And how are they going to have Jericho beat Nick Gage in a no DQ match? That'll also be interesting. Someone's going to have to help him because it's Nick Gage and you can't really have Chris Jericho beat Nick Gage fairly in a no DQ match. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't work for Nick Gage. Like, beat him at his own game. Um, no. He just had a, a match against um, Zack Ryder or... Fuck, what's Zack Ryder's real name again? Oh, uh, 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 Matt Cardona. Matt Cardona. Uh, where Zack Ryder actually beat him. Um, but they, there were shenanigans and the fucking uh, GWC, which is the promotion um, where he wrestles and he was champion, went, the like, fucking fans there went nuts, throwing bottles at him. And it was like, come on, guys, it's a show. It's a fucking work. What are you doing? Stop throwing mm. bottles at the man. He's trying to be a heel. Fucking marks. <laughs> 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 fucking marks uh, next up we have the the elite hunter Frankie Kazarian um, and Doc Allows um, no more solid enough match um, it's just I was a bit shocked at the end though why Gallows just winning yeah I, I was expecting the elite hunter you know to start taking the elite down but he couldn't even get past by Doc I mean, that's one hell of a fucking first Hurdle. Uh, true. <laughs> and you he had, had the danglies on and everything. And you had Anderson there as well, being a Anderson. Right, son. Anderson was fucking around. Aye, they were doing a wide bit of fucking around. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> after the match, we we get uh, Callus and Omega coming out, um, and then Paige comes out uh, and just starts shit. <laughs> um, just starts Takes fucking. Just starts. Th- don't even. He doesn't even say anything. He just hands Callus the, the drink and just starts swinging. And then uh, <laughs> I come, I come the uh, the Dark Order. Carl uh, Anderson eats a, a buckshot, and that's all them guys standing in the ring being all. Is uh, is John Silver looking uh, looking ring ready? Do you? It's hard to say. He was throwing a few hands and things. I was like, oh, yeah. shit. He, he Johnny must, might be hungry again. He must be getting there. He must be getting there soon. Um, he's been out for quite a while now, so. Mm, since mm. the TNT match with Darby. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, next up, we had Darby Allen. I can't, I have no recollection of this match. I'm going to be honest. I did no recollection of the only ab- um, right no, right the, the only thing that is important <laughs> about this match because it's me wheeler yuda and it's just to give him a bit of tv wheeler, time wheeler, and, you know, yuda, working with darby, darby yeah getting on tv a lot he was on and, last week as well um against sammy Guevara. Yeah, yeah. um here he is against darby elm that's a big darby. fucking deal yeah. he's he's that is a big deal you know darby's a man coming off that coffin match mm. um but during this match <laughs> yep I could not believe what I witnessed. Uh, Phil was upstairs when this happened. I remember now. I did. You know. You remember? <laughs> yes. Because 
This was epic. This, right, this is why I don't remember the match itself, because this moment just overshadowed it. And that's all uh, yeah, I this, remember. I think that was the only problem with this, is this yeah. moment was so huge, the match didn't matter anymore. So yeah. you had freshly squeezed, doing his fucking cool guy thing on the side of the ring. He's coming around to cheer on Wheeler, because he's his Wheeler is Orange Cassidy's project today. And you obviously have the stinger out with Derby. And the two of them get very shoulder to shoulder. And Orange Cassidy puts the hands in the pockets and Sting throws a lazy kick. And I lost my shit. That's Sting. Then, uh, uh, Sting started Cass- it. Sting, I, this thing, it. Sting started this. You're absolutely right. <laughs> Sting is a troublemaker. So then Orange Cassidy does one and Sting does one back. And then they both do the lazy super kick. And then Sting right at the end does his chest beat, but it's just the laziest chest beat <laughs> I've ever seen. And the crowd are going apeshit at this. And I have to admit, if I was there, I think my lungs would have came out my throat. I would have been screaming <laughs> that hard. <laughs> like, that was, the that to me is like a really cool moment because it shows me that happily I'm happy to say that Sting is ready to have a bit of fun with wrestling. He's like in his 60s, and I always worried that he was going to be one of those guys that would take it serious to the day he died. And yeah. thankfully, I am now happy to say he's having a bit of crack. Hey, man, like anyone can, can say what they want about, um, you know, that being silly or, or whatever. It's fucking over. And, and I, like that crowd tells you everything you need to know. It isn't, isn't that what matters in wrestling to all these old boys? Yeah. Is being over? Well, that's the thing. Do you remember a while back, Cody? I can't remember who he was talking to. Um, but it was the time, remember, T- Tully wasn't too long in, and Cassidy was starting to get the momentum. And Tully and Cassidy were in the ring at the same time. And the, and the crowd started going mental. Yeah. And obviously Cassidy puts the hands in the pockets. And then Tully puts the hands in the pockets. And, you know, the crowds got absolutely insane. And when they were backstage, you know, Cody was saying, you know, thanks for doing that. And I know that's probably a bit confusing. You know, what the hell's all this about? And Tully's reaction to him was, did you hear that pop that kid got? I am happy to do that. And it's like, mm. you know, there's some old boys who get it. And there's obviously yeah. some old boys who don't. Yes. James when Cornetto. you get it, you know, you, fuck Jimmy Cornetto. <laughs> oh, is it Jimmy Cornetto? <laughs> or, Sorry. Is it Jim? No, thought, Johnny, thought, Johnny Cornetto. Johnny, Johnny Cornetto. <laughs> fuck Johnny Cornetto. Sorry, Johnny, got your um, name wrong there. Yeah, cheeseburger. <laughs> Sorry, Johnny. <laughs> well, just say thing, I'm, I'm so happy some... this thing gets it. Sorry. Uh, no, that's that's all fair points. Um, right, so so uh, fuck me. <laughs> ever, will we ever get a match? <laughs> That'll be amazing. Uh, I'm just, I'd lose like, my shit if they had a match. I'm just on Bleacher Report there and say, say come, Meltzer would empty the star bank. Give us that showdown between Cassie and Sting. 11 billion stars. <laughs> 11 billion stars. Oh, I would agree. Jesus. Uh, right, next, it was just a well done spot. Next up, we have. The AEW Women's Championship match between Britt Baker, the champion, Nyla Rose challenging with Vicky Guerrero. Um, I 
it's this one. It was a bit of a rough start to it. Got there eventually. It does. Crowd, crowd started it getting into it. So a couple of false finishes there. Uh, Baker kicking out of things and surprising everyone. Um, and then I love the wee Eddie Guerrero part with the wee double throws yes. the, the the belt in. Um, what was that? It? Was Cracker? Is uh, Britt threw the belt to Nyla? Um, and lay down. And threw herself to the ground. Uh, which, uh, but then, um, Rose did it back to back to her again. Uh, that's an uh, Eddie spot to get your opponent disqualified. Um, mm. uh, then uh, like that. That's where it started to get. That uh, that was that was good shit there. Then, that, uh, um, that's where it started picking up. Uh, and then Britt obviously kicks out of the beast bomb. Um, and gets the the lockjaw in. Um to retain her title. Did you know she broke her wrist during that match? Who? Brit? Fuck's sake. I didn't. Oh, she, she's woman, okay. Right. But she gets Apparently injured. Apparently she is absolutely fine. She she broke it near the start of the match. Fucking hell. Every time she goes near Nyla Rose, something bad happens. I know. Her. I think that's, that's the end of that. No right. more Nyla versus Brit. <laughs> Um. Next up, we not have, to say uh, Nyla's unsafe or anything. No, it's just, no, you know, no. Accident it's, seems it's to happen act, between uh, them two. Uh, they're just unlucky. Um. So next up, it's Tony Schiavone interviewing Andrade El, El Idolo. Um. And he this brings out segment kind of kind of. Uh, I'm sorry, I interrupted you there when you were describing what was going on. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, he, he, he brings out his new executive consultant, and it's Chavo Guerrero. Hmm. Uh, and then the, he calls out Death Triangle, who come out and be all like, right, what? Um, to me, that's what this kind of felt like. This was my problem. It was like the two of them were just staring at each other going, what? Yeah. What? What do you want? No, what do you so, want? So there's going to be, a, where I think of this going is like, they're, they're obviously Andrade is appealing to uh, Penta and Phoenix to join him if they want titles mm-hmm. and shit. It's going to come down to Pac and Andrade um, having a For having a match over triangle. probably. Uh, but then it kind of makes Penta and Phoenix seem like they're like second fiddle to these two. Like, uh, I know, it's uh, fucking Penta. Fuck right off. Phoenix... Uh, Phoenix is like one of the most exciting, like, good to watch wrestlers around today. It's like he is not a fucking henchman. Don't don't be playing this like. But uh, uh, maybe that triangle will just like beat the shit out of Andrade. So let's go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> surprise everyone. But to me, it was because there was even a bit where the referee core came out to separate them. But nothing was actually happening for them no. to be separated. <laughs> then sometimes they'll just let like people... They weren't near each other or anything. <laughs> it's like, oh, these guys might fight, get out for them. But it's like, there's other times where it's like, all hell breaks loose and the referees are like, nah. Nah, I'm good. Yeah, yeah like, like the week before when Lance Archer murdered a non-wrestler, referees were nowhere to be seen. <laughs> I guess the referees are willing to tangle with Pac and Andrade, but not Lance Archer, which, yeah. <laughs> makes sense, um, I suppose. So next up, we have uh, Orange Cassidy versus the Blades. Uh, not solid enough match. Uh, yep. 
decent. Um, oh, should I say? Because I'm trying to remember what happened. Um, yeah, it's, it's just... There was uh, a very cool spot, if you remember, when Blade gut-wrenched powerbomb Cassidy onto the top of the turnbuckle. I don't remember that. Like, so... <laughs> So he, he sets Cassidy up as if he's going to do a powerbomb. Yep. Or a, a superplexer. Yep. But instead he just picks oh. him up and powerbombs him on top of the turnbuckle. Right. I've never seen that before. Well, apparently I have. No, nobody did. <laughs> well, you, apparently I have. The fucking crowd were like, holy shit, what the fuck's going on here? See, it'd be hard to pull off without uh, killing someone on the ring post. But um, And then here's a, the, the good, exciting, good part, like... Um, we, we get backstage segment. So Cassidy defeats Blade, of course. And then we get a backstage segment mm. where uh, Marvez is going to interview Chris Jericho um, about the whole Nick Gage. And he reveals he's not going to be Chris Jericho next week. He's going to be the pain maker, which was um, what uh, Jericho did in, in New Japan. Now, Jericho doesn't tend to go back and do things he's already done. Um, so thing I really like about Jericho, he always reinvents himself. But mm. it's, I think it fits here. I guess that's the perfect. Like, I, I, you need to get on Nick Cage's level. Um, the shit he did in Japan with the uh, Naito and Omega, and that uh, is the pain maker. Where he, that was him, you know, notching up the violence a bit, being real fucking, mm. don't give a shit, do whatever it takes. Um, that's that's a good good thing to match Nick Cage's sort of what he's bringing. Um, that's mm. going to be good. I hope Jericho doesn't die. There we go. <laughs> yeah. I hope Jericho doesn't die. I mean, Nick, Nick Gage is a professional. He's showing respect to you. He's not going to fucking do anything. Like, No, no. D- D- the thing Ar- is, you know yourself. You've got these people out there who are screaming, oh, he's unsafe and all the rest of he's it. He's not unsafe. He's not unsafe. He's D- not. Here's the thing. Right. So everyone always brings up the, the David Ar- Arquette thing. Um because David, mm-hmm. David Arquette went on this whole thing to, like, I, I appreciate what he was trying to do, make up for the whole WCW shit where he was championed by actually getting in the ring and wrestling. And he thought, being a big man, I can I can have a match with Nick Gage. Um, and he Nick Gage sits him, this is all on his dark side of the ring, he talks about his Nick sits, sits him down and says, this is, I'm not holding back, we're doing this, we're fucking doing this. And uh, David Arquette's like, don't touch the face. And he's like, no, we're doing it. This is my world you're in. Um, and then the the match goes on. Typical Nick Gage stuff. Pizza cutter to the face. It's his thing. It's his fucking thing. When he yep. when he showed up on yep. Dynamite, brought out the fucking pizza cutter. Jericho's getting a pizza cutter in the face next week. Um, yeah. And David Arquette loses his shit, starts throwing chairs, tries to shoot on him. So Nick Gage, Nick Gage could have beat the living Christ out of him at that point. Instead, he pins him to the ground mm-hmm. and says, stay down or I will fucking destroy you. He stays down, counts to three, out the ring, where you go. Like, you can't get much more... Pro- like, a guy is physically trying to hurt you and instead of you hurting him back, you pin him to the ground and put an end to it. Mm. Like, you can't get much more professional than that, can you? Especially with no. the other guys being not very professional at all. Uh, that's just mm. my feeling of that. It's I, like, like you, you sign up for a Nick Cage match. You should know what you're signing up for. Um, exactly, well, exactly, exactly. Guy does not muck about. Uh, so on to our main event. Um, with Christ, what a main event! What a main event! So we have Lance 
Lance Archer um, versus John Moxley for the IWGP US Heavyweight Championship. Or, or no, it's just doesn't have a weight class. Uh, so this is the the title John took from um, Lance in New Japan. He he won this off Lance Archer. Um, so like the the crowd was into this um, like proper fucking Moxie style. Um, did I did I say this was a Texas Death match by the way? <laughs> Which is what? No, the, not the, yet. Uh, that was the kind of match they had in New Japan as well. So another Texas Death match. They're actually in Texas this time. Archer's from Texas. Texas Death match. The crowd are real hot for Archer, real hot for Mox. Go fucking mental. There's barbed wire boards. There, is, um, there is uh, forks. chairs, forks. I uh, Moxie gets the fork and does a bit of duel of the butcher uh, action. Um, and then the finish, whereas Mox goes for the uh, the paradigm shift into that that board. Um, mm. and said Archer gets a. Choke slam onto the board through two tables from from inside the the ring to outside, wasn't yep. it? Uh, Moxie yep. just can't get up at that point, and because it's a text death match, the rules that uh, it's a ten count um, when you're down. Uh, there's don't think there's any pins in a Texas death match. No, no, because uh, Archer did hit him with a blackout, but he couldn't pin him. Yeah, um, so it's the, the 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 ten count. Moxie just can't get up; he's all tangled up in barbed wire. Uh, Archer wins mm. the fucking New Japan US title, AWGP US title, which I did not see coming. Um, and then uh, Big Hikulio, <laughs> fuck. Is that how you pronounce his name? Sure, why not? Um, he's he, a big boy. He's a big boy. He is the son of Haku. Um <laughs> Brother uh, of Tamatonga and Tamaloa, who are the uh, in the Bullet Club um, as the Gorillas of Destiny tag team. Um, so yeah, he he's confronted Archer, um, which they're having a match next week for the title. Do you see Archer dropping he's that already? Double of his dad. He does look a lot like him, Sorry. by a lot um, fucking bigger than his dad though. Uh, uh, I don't know if he'd drop it already. He's only had it. I mean, but you never know, because who it, decides that? Well, it'd be New Japan would decide that. Um, but it, it's, uh. it could be they were like, right, we, we want to put the US title on this guy. He's like, we're pushing him really hard. Uh, and he's still very new. Um, and I could see AW being like, yeah, but he can't take it off Moxley. It's fucking Moxley. Um, so yeah. it might be a way of having get the title on that guy without having him beat Moxley. Instead, he beats Archer. But who know? We'll we'll find out next week. We'll find out this week. Uh, we'll find out in a couple weekend? of days. Two days time. <laughs> um. Yeah. So that was dynamite. Um. Yeah. That that last match just finished so fucking strong. That seems to be the um. Uh. The the pattern with dynamites. Um. Like you you'll be having. A match or, or the, the show will just go along and ramp up as you go and just finish with such a fucking strong segment. Um, usually, a match, you're getting one amazing match, uh, and the rest of the matches are D 
decent from decent to good mm. uh, and then you're getting one just fucking absolute blowout um, which is which you would think would be you know pay-per-view level type things like yeah probably want to get people paying money for this but it's it's good that they they'll they give you that as as well you don't want give fans a a, a bit of a, a big thing on, on your weekly tv show um, yeah a reason to tune in like yeah and that brings me to um we're going to talk about some rumors and stuff uh some okay. rumors that the uh, may already be done deals but i don't i don't know but so basically, we're getting so two years ago, all out. It's in Chicago. It is this year as well, um, in September. Uh, and typically, what what happened is we started getting rumors like maybe CM Punk will show up because someone probably said, "Oh, they're in Chicago, maybe CM Punk," um, and it never happened. Uh, and now this this has started again. We're getting the CM mm-hmm. Punk r- rumors. <laughs> But this time, on top of that, throw in Daniel Bryan, or Bryan Danielson, mm. as he will be known. And there's a lot of, like, this isn't just weird internet people saying this this time. It's like, you know, it's reputable sources are, are saying mm. these things. Apparently, the Daniel Bryan thing is maybe a done deal. Um, and there's a few, uh, like, Brian Zane, who's a, a wrestling YouTuber, um, I don't think he commented, he did anything about any of the rumors last time, but he has this time, which I don't think he, he doesn't usually do that clickbaity speculation stuff. He, that's not his style. Mm. Um, so there might be something to this this time. Maybe. And I didn't want to get my hopes up, get my heart broken again, but. <laughs> Yeah, we we might have Daniel Bryan and CM Punk in AEW. That maybe de- maybe definitely Daniel Bryan, if not CM Punk, at least Daniel Bryan. Um, which and and that's starting a lot of conversations. Like this this could be this could be a shift. Th- this could be like, you know, nineteen ninety seven, again. Yeah, shit. Except do except do it for longer than forty eight weeks this time. Um, yeah, 83 eight, weeks. You mean? Eighty-three weeks. Fuck, I. Um, I don't. I don't know. I, I, I'm just excited. I don't really care about beating WWE. I just want to watch some good wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's two of my favorites of all time. Um, that you obviously still have something left to give. Um, I'm oh, thinking wow. of thinking of some of the matches we can get. Um, like mm. these guys and Kenny Omega. Um, Kenny Omega and anyone there's obviously a good match yeah these guys against each Except other so so like CM Punk did and they never wrestle? they did they did but um, oh. and, uh, like they, they would on the indies WWE did do it but didn't make such a big deal about it um, aha Richard and to give them like the, the proper stage, it's like, yeah, let's have a proper fucking go with this. Um, like they, right. they, these are the two guys most responsible for like breaking down walls in, in wrestling, especially in like WWE mm. for, for smaller guys that weren't, you know, fucking steroid heads or whatever. Um, mm. You know, Punk with his pipe bomb moment and Daniel Bryan with the whole yes movement, both indie darlings, mm. 
um, that managed to claw their way to the top of the fucking big boy league. Somehow, mm. them being like fucking around the six foot mark and, and not being, you know, looking like Arnie Schwarzenegger. Um, mm. And managed to, to get to that level um, and then just open doors. Uh, for for a lot of our guys, you know, say you yeah, Seth, Seth Rollins and and such, um, and it's uh, yeah. So that people want to see these guys come out. Like, like, don't need to explain to how popular Daniel Bryan is. Um, and CM Punk he hasn't wrestled for a very very long time. And the uh, if you're in Chicago and have him come out, like uh, the People, people will want to tune in to see that. If you do it all out, just have them show up. Yeah, you will. Like your next dynamite will be your highest rated dynamite of all time. Um, yeah. Up until this point, I would say. Uh, and with his obviously famous theme being a piece of music, you could have that oh, guitar yeah, yeah. start, yeah, and that roof would come off. Hundred percent. Like uh, you would need to, you would need to have living color playing. Um, uh, Daniel uh, Bryan's Flight of the Valkyrie as well. So. True, true. Hey, do you know what I was just thinking? Do you know it'd be a great match for Daniel Bryan? Who? Angelico. Yes, he would. That would be fucking keep, class. Keep in mind as well, Daniel Bryan probably knows a lot of these guys already. Um, true, true, true. Knows the Bucks. Knows, like, uh, they've all they've all come up through pro wrestling gorilla. Um, so, mm. you know, I, it's, it's another uh, more exciting shit. You know, we just had the Jay White show up um, on Impact as well, so there's there's more like. I was actually going to ask, did shit. you watch that this week? Very quickly, I, I didn't know. Oh Jesus, we have a a Bullet Club Elite War coming up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know about that. I so Jay, Jay White's oh, coming Jesus. out and saying, "You guys ain't fucking Bullet Club. It's not 2013. Get the fuck out of here." <laughs> uh, that's pretty much what's going on. It's like, oh Jesus. No, they, and we, Chris Bay, is a member of the Bullet Club. Oh, right. They yeah, recruited that's, him. That's pretty good if they start getting Bullet Club members. I wonder if so, anyone in Dynamite will get recruited. Um, <gasps> but it's... Uh, it's my Bullet Club. Imagine Punk came in as a Bullet Club member. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Come, uh, no, no we're going to start speculation. <laughs> Punk doesn't need the Bullet Club. True. The Bullet Club needs punk. I don't know. <laughs> Bullet Club's had some longevity. People say, oh, you're just ripping off NWO, which was already stolen from Jamal. Oh, but, like, it's persisted it's way longer. NWO jumped the fucking shark way before, like, after a couple of years. Like, Bullet Club stayed yeah. nice and steady. Maybe it's not as big as it once was, but, like, you know, it's, it's, it's still, still relevant. Yeah. But uh, I, I think I, I think that's... yeah, lots of rumors and speculation there. I like it. Fuck, good stuff. Definitely looking All forward to it. All it could be a goodness. Aye. Damn it! They've done it again. Well, <laughs> uh, well, we don't. If, if they don't show, they don't show. Who cares? Right. I guess we'll call that a a podcast then. Uh. And uh, and get out of here. As always, 
thanks for listening everyone we will be back again next week um till then so long take it easy